welcome back to another Integrated Interventions podcast. My name is Patrick Dundas. I'm the host and also the Director of Education at Integrated Interventions. And I'm very excited today for this podcast, one that I've been talking about for a while. I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. Um, Joining us today is the Texas Education Team. Joining us to our left is Nathan Villa. Uh, He is one of the tutors with our Texas Education Team. Uh, education coordinator, Micah Brown, and over on the other side, working our way clockwise, is Maddie Mobley. I'd like to thank you all for joining us today. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is um, exciting because it it does remind me of like we have weekly education meetings. Um, and the, I feel like the only difference is it just happens to be microphones in front of our faces <laughs> in this one. But it is a you know roundtable discussion. So have a few questions for you, and then we'll We'll talk about that. So let's go ahead and start with the first one. Um, Nathan, what led you to integrated interventions? Um, it strangely aligned with the point I'm at in my life right now, which is pursuing a, a career in education, but in something that has allowed me to explore being able to approach education in non-traditional ways with non-traditional students. And that's kind of what I'm searching for in my personal life and in my own career path. And this was just kind of a godsend, so to speak, a duces machina um, that it happened. And we had a conversation where I, we talked on that Memorial Day for the interview and it just kind of all worked out. And I'm very thankful to be here. Micah, you've been with us for a while in a very variety of capacities, um, starting as a mentor and then working towards education. Mm-hmm. So what led me to integrated was, I guess I would say my values. So my biggest values in life was just bringing something as far as like a therapeutic effect on this world, however way that looked like. And that was my number one, of course, as I'm going to school for psychology. Um, and then the second one of is, of course, you know, my my pathway to getting to that point, which is education. So um, eventually, I think that the team just um, saw that I was very educationally based. I, I took a lot of emphasis on the students of, you know, what was being done as far as coursework, you know, keeping their brain stimulated, just having them do something and working towards something, whatever that looked like, you know, traditionally or non-traditionally and Maddie how about for you yeah so um like Nathan I was already planning to pursue a career in education um I was going to school to be an English major I still am and I just was looking for a tutoring job and I heard what this program was all about I heard uh, like their mission statement how they want to help people And I personally have friends and stuff with some health issues, mental health issues, and it really called out to me. And uh, my first interview with Patrick, I really knew this was going to be something I would enjoy, and I was absolutely correct. So, Well, it's been awesome to kind of see how it's all come together because we um, all together work together as a team to work with a number of our students. Um, What does your job entail? So, of course, when you think of tutors, you know, you're working with students on a wide variety of subjects, but that also extends outside of the traditional norms Mm -hmm. of academic tutors, what we think of them. So I'll go ahead and start with you, Nathan, and work our way around the room. The main thing that I think this job entails is being able to have a personal relationship with the students in such a way as that you motivate them to want to engage in their own life and to engage with you but also encourage the independence of their own thought and action. And I think that's something that's super rewarding and also challenging is walking that balance between building a rapport while still focusing on the actual tutoring part of the job. But in my previous tutor jobs, I would say there's never been anything as rewarding as this job 
wherein you get to see the progress of a student as you work with them daily. And having our team here with our diversity of strengths has just been something that has been integral to the growth of us as, as employees and tutors and our students. And I think that's mainly the core of it is basically our relationships make all of this work and make dreams kind of a reality in a sense. And it's been a great joy to watch. Micah, how about for you? What what does your job entail as uh, education coordinator? As an education coordinator, I do a variety of things. You know, um, I love to say to anybody who comes on board, I am not just an education coordinator. I am a mentor. I am a lead. I am, you know, like anything that you need me to be in that moment. Um, And sometimes as you know, a tutor or an education coordinator, whatever the case may be. Um, like Nathan said, building that rapport and then also, you know, in between the tutoring, being able to, you know, catch the things that other people possibly, you know, didn't catch. Um, whether that is, you know, a student describing a health issue or something emotionally going on, something like that. It doesn't always have to be just the uh, tutoring aspect. It can be so much more also therapeutically. Um, I also have the opportunity to talk with parents, um, join meetings with the leadership team, all that fun stuff. And it's a totally whole new set of responsibilities, but it's something that I have definitely taken a liking to. Um, I, I really like this, you know, different aspect of things that I've been able to go into. And what do you like about this position, uh, Maddie? Because it is, you know, all the things that Nathan was describing it will be very similar when you describe it as well. But from your perspective, um, what does the job entail and what do you enjoy about this opportunity to work with students kind of in a different, different traditional capacity? Yeah. So beyond just, you know, building that rapport, what I really like about integrated is that we don't force students down a traditional pathway. I know a lot of parents really dream for their kids to go to college and get a degree and stuff like that. And I like that at integrated, we don't force that here. We allow students to be themselves. So rather than just, you know, trying to do college with everybody, we do like vocational work and try to get them apprenticeships and, you know, hands-on things, mechanics and stuff like that. And so rather than trying to make them be something they're not, we work toward their strengths. And I feel like that's pretty rare Um, in most programs. It's more like college-based, trying to get them to do something maybe they don't enjoy. Um, So that's what I really like about working here specifically. Um, Some other things I like about working here is uh, that we help them do stuff like getting into college as well. We're not just, you know, the light, like tutoring and stuff. We help them do their applications. We help them get jobs. We do mock interviews with them. So it's a wholesome education rather than just academic. That's a great point, Maddie. Honestly, I mean, if a student shows interest with us, then we totally run with it. I, we were helping a, a student get their hunter's license the other day, and I, yeah. I'm not a hunter by any means, <laughs> but I was over there studying it and trying to learn about guns and everything. And yeah, if a student wants to work with us, we'll find a way to make something happen with them. And that's something mm-hmm. that I think all of us are adept at overcoming and and embracing yeah another thing is like not only is the you know the way we go at them and and the educational program that we continue with them is so custom fit even like like their scheduling or you know their their learning adversities or their learning styles whatever like everything is so custom fit to where we have to take everything into consideration their whole you know identity as a person say hey you know you tell me what works versus trying to tell them what works yeah, it's it's beyond that idea of I guess traditional education in some ways does not meet everybody where they're at. 
And sometimes you find that kind of like square peg round hole, you know, where you're trying to force something to go into an area or a shape that it just doesn't quite work, you know? So finding that unique way to meet their needs and to meet them where they're at, especially with their learning capabilities. Um, but also the fact that, you know, we get to know them and develop those personal relationships that we can notice those subtleties in order to come up with a unique way to meet them where they're at. Yeah. And especially them being the age group that they're all generally around. I think it's been really beneficial to see that they do want to learn. They do want, they have an interest in taking charge of their own life in whatever capacity that they're capable of at this time. And being able to meet them on that, helping people help themselves um, is always something. I mean, that's a cliche statement, but it's definitely not a cliche in our, in our line of work. Yeah. How do you work with a student that has traditionally kind of had an adversarial relationship with school? Um, you know, they haven't had a lot of success. They have convinced themselves that they're not capable. How, where do you start working with the student? Cause we have a lot of students that kind of fit that description. I would say by, of course, validating, you know, whatever experience that they had had, because that is their opinion. That's their formative experience, you know, that they have within themselves. Um, so of course, validating that, but also like recognizing, the fact that they have a negative correlation. So that way, whenever they come to us, we're able to, you know, provide a, a positive correlation. So let's say, you know, a student doesn't necessarily like learning about an adult skill such as financial literacy, but love skateboarding. We're going to say, okay, like, you know, how about we, you know, do about 30 minutes of lecture time. And then later on we can go to the skate park, you know? So that way it's not necessarily, oh my gosh, somebody's making me do this. I have to do this, but more so, Hey, like it's not all that bad. We can, you know, we can do something fun right after. And so now, whenever we go in of course he's gonna you know probably ask to go to the skate park but it's so much better having that positive correlation versus you know a negative one and even if it's not necessarily you know a kind of hooking them on on a line right. but um also just asking them like what what is your experience what does what are your do's and don'ts what do you need from me so that I can teach you better of course there's going to be some people that you know just don't like school period which is totally fine but we are absolutely here to hear them out get those do's and don'ts and go on from there I think that's a big part of it. I think I, I, in my personal experience, it's not um, getting angry with them because I, I have bad experiences in public education and, and traditional education. And even in my college career, I've noticed a lot of things where they do want you to kind of fit a square peg in a round hole. Um, but I will say that with these students, it's been a lot of work to be able to recognize where they're at and then also getting them to be feel justified in their experience, but also allowing them to express that anger and that upsetness while trying to mend it towards that positive correlation, as Micah said, you know, and it's, that's honestly something that I think once you, they realize how they are now, because uh, when they take that aggressive approach, that adversarial approach, it's because they think they don't have anything else to learn or anywhere else to go. And they think they're fine and, and they don't want to be told that they're not in any capacity. But telling them, well, if you look how good you are now, imagine how much different it would be with some more skill sets in your arsenal, you know. And then once they make that realization, that click, then it really kind of just flows uphill from there. We're always working towards a goal and, and getting them to find the goal they want, whether mm -hmm. that's going to the skate park or, or whatever that may be, is something that... Um, they discover on their own, but it's, it's awesome being able to facilitate that. Absolutely. I would say over anything, 
it's the rapport. Sometimes right. a student will not want to do anything, but they'll do it just because they it's get to you. spend time with you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, so, yeah. and that is the biggest, you know, accomplishment that I have seen within the education team. And even, even in the mentorship, you know, they, they will do activities just so they have that time with you versus anything, which is really cool. And that's just because we're awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I was going to say going into building that rapport, uh, what really helps me connect with the students a lot is just celebrating the small successes. Mm -hmm. You know, a student may not, I work a lot with math and algebra and such, which is a difficult topic for anybody, I would say. <laughs> um, but what really helps me get to them is celebrating the small successes. They not may not be able to, you know, do a whole equation uh, whenever I start with them. But, you know, if they get, you know, a positive and negative, they get a rule down. They're like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Yes. High five, fist bump. Like, you got this. It's just really that positive encouragement because I think it's hard to come by in like public school and more traditional educations is you don't have one there, anyone there to like be your cheerleader, I guess. Mm -hmm. And when they get into, you know, they don't do so well because of their circumstances. I think it's easy for them to fall into like a negative thought pattern. But I think being there to support them and show them, hey, just because, you know, you're learning doesn't make you less than. It doesn't mean you're bad at it. You just need to continue to grow. So right, exactly. And especially coming into a program, you know, they come here and they kind of the assumption is there's something wrong with them. You know, otherwise they wouldn't be in where they're at. And so, yeah, being their cheerleader like that goes such a long way because they they deserve that. You exactly. Know, and they need that. I mean, I need that. You know? <laughs> so it works out well. Well, the one on one kind of small group model as well does go a long ways uh, to feel as though, you know, instead of being, uh, you know, in a class of 25, 30 plus students, they get that one-on-one -on -one attention. And so they, I think they find as well that they're able to get that reassurance that along the line that they realized that they knew more than they thought they did. Mm -hmm. um, and they're able to have somebody able to reaffirm that in a, in a smaller setting really does go a long way with some of these students. There's so many cool things that you end up learning about about them, but also about yourself. Um, and I have to say, as you know, as a as a teacher and an educator, um, I learn a lot from them. I learn a lot from the students. I mean, I learn a lot from from y'all as well. Um, have you found those moments where you worked with a student and then you realized something about yourself that you maybe didn't previously realize, maybe from a, a self-reflection standpoint? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I can think of so many situations where I go to a student and they end up telling me more about the subject that I'm trying to teach them on. And they absolutely school me. They school me, whether it's a history subject or, you know, uh, math or whatever the case may be. I absolutely get schooled. And you know, you would think, of course, oh, who am I? You know, what 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 have I been doing on my life? Have I been hiding under a rock almost? <laughs> but then you say, you know what? They just have a totally different set of skills and strengths. This might be, you know, one of those things that they just, you know, took on to at a young age or even, you know, later on in their life that, you know, everybody just has such like a different and unique take on life and what they want to take from it. Yeah, it comes back even the, the self-reflection finds its way to deepen over time, you know, because you, there are so many ways that in the, in a way it almost builds off each other. Right. You know, you may have one of those moments, then you work with another student where that even strengthens that strengthens that idea. Yeah. And, and that's pr pretty neat as well. Uh, how about you for you, Maddie, in that regard? Yeah. So, uh, this job has taught me about myself that I 
maybe a little bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> and it's something working with students I definitely have to get over. I know at the beginning I felt like I might overstep a little bit and try to do things for them rather than giving them the time to process and do things for themselves. And mess up. Yes, and mess up. It's so hard to watch somebody mess up, but it's something that I've learned. Like everybody's going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to learn in their own time. And, you know, doing this job has taught me that I'm not there to, you know, take over for them and make sure they get a 100, you know, because that's that's their grade. That's not my grade at the end of the day. I'm just their support. I'm not here to do it for them. Um, I'm just here to teach. And, you know, so (laughs) but natural consequences. Um, Absolutely. Being a natural based uh, natural consequences based program. Um, it allows for them to see that correlation between if I do this, then this might happen. And, you know, living it for themselves and understanding that what could happen as a result of a decision making, I would rather them make that decision and then, and then have somebody there to support them. That's right. why I've always been a big proponent of this kind of one-on-one tutoring, um, kind of foundation that we have with it, because, um, if something does happen, at least they have someone there to kind of help them right. and help kind of pick them up and dust them off a little bit or just be there just to be an ear so they can work through having lived through that challenge. Yeah, I definitely agree with Maddie that there is a, that is a genuine struggle in this job because of how much we care. We don't want to overstep our bounds and, and limit what they're able to accomplish on their own through making mistakes, you know, but there is the urge there like, oh, come on, like you're right there. Like I can just help (laughs) you do it, you know, and it's very much like teaching a kid to ride a bike at that moment. Like you said, you used the analogy of picking them up and dusting them off. I think that we have to be okay with giving them a little boost and then letting them, you know, be able to balance or or fall, but being there to be able to pick them up and, and work them through it again and show why they made that mistake and, how we can avoid it next time. But yeah, I, I definitely agree, Maddie. It's very tough sometimes to be able to let go and allow them to do their thing. Yeah, their own, like if know? a student fails, you know, their their lecture course in college, their one course, like it, it, it's not that we failed. It's, you know, like you didn't even fail either. You you did your best yeah. and we'll try again next time. But we, we didn't fail. I didn't fail and I didn't fail you you know, we, we just got to do better next yeah, time. That's I, all. Yeah. And I know some students love to blame it on us. They love, they love to have somebody else to put it off, uh, to put it on to, but everybody, would. yeah, anybody would. Yeah, exactly. And that. we're, we're just in the perfect place for that. So really yeah. being able to separate myself from that, yeah. uh, has helped me a lot <laughs> in this job. And that's a really valuable lesson. It's just, you know, allowing to make, you know, even in my own life, like allowing the people around me to make mistakes and I'm, not in charge of their lives and it's it's up to them you bring up a good point as well again honestly is it's a double-edged sword because of where we're at in our rapport and our level of intimacy with the students in a professional way we are in a position to make great changes and great progress but we're also in a position to be at fault in their eyes for great setbacks you know what i mean so there's that double-edged sword of being able to help but also how much helping is hurting and in their eyes are we helping or hurting them um, and so that's something that we always have to consider and, and knowing that balance between what we're able to actually do for them and what we need them to do on their own, whether it works out the way they want it to or not. Um, I mean, it's not obviously it's not the same as being a parent, but I think I'm pretty prepared. for <laughs> right now. And I'm saying that long before I am an actual parent. So, you know, get it back, like, get back at me in like five years and we'll see if I still say that. But, <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I had no idea. <laughs> I made a huge mistake. 
no. <laughs> There's a lot of life lessons though no. that you end up realizing in this whole process of being able to work with the students. You know, I feel like it's an honor that opportunity to work with them because there's so much that is learned. And I want to say there's also something to be said for finishing something, mm -hmm. even if they didn't say they have the class and then they just end up shy of passing. Yeah. Um, I have worked with a student, you know, that worked so hard and, you know, they ended up, you know, instead of they needed the 70 to pass, but then they got the 69.25 wasn't enough to round up, but just, but they had never finished a class because of the classes they had previously taken, they would either drop them or they give up. And then they finished it and got so close to the mountain, but weren't able to get up there. But it was such a great life lesson that they believe that they were so close that the next time they take this class or take another class, they're confident that they can pass it. Right. So I think there's something to just be said for finishing something. Cause we work with students that, that aren't able to, you know, kind of put all the pieces together and we're there to help them figure out how those pieces come together. Um, I know that all three of you can speak to that individually of the power of finishing something. Mm. And uh, I want to start with you, Nathan, we'll work our way around the room. Yeah. I mean, the power of finishing something is, is amazing because it reaffirms and actually shows you all the ways in which you may be lack self-confidence. I mean, as human beings, we're inherently insecure, I feel like. I feel like there's a lot, especially in the time we live in now, there's so much to aspire to. There's so much possibility and you get an anxiety from it. I mean, and that's that's Heidegger, that you get anxiety from all this infinite choices of actions that you can take. And so being able to stick to just one kind of shows the dedication and the power of human beings to be able to accomplish something that they maybe weren't secure about themselves before. I know um, personally, I'm about to finish my college degree and then go into my undergrad and then go into my master's program. And, and I made C's in high school. You know, I was not a good student traditionally. And I'm bare, I mean, I'm a weed in the academia field now. They don't, they don't like me because I don't, I'm not like them. But the fact that I'm able to share that progress with the students and be able to show, tell them from experience that, hey, it is so rewarding to be able to know that you worked for something and to know that, see the ways in which you've grown. And even if you're still insecure, knowing that you can at least, about another issue, knowing that you can at least attack something or accomplish something by engaging with it. Um, you got to run through it, not not away from it, you know, and that's that's been amazing to witness personally and with them. That's contagious too, because once you get that first victory under your belt, mm. then you never know where it's going to expand to. And then you find that well, I did this, I was able to successfully do this and now I can do this and now I can do that. And then the world looks a lot different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Playing on to that, actually, um, you know, growing up, I was always told you start something, you finish it. And that could, you know, be taken as something positively or even, you know, a little bit toxic. But to me, especially like now and where I'm at in my life, I don't see it so much as like something so, you know, David and Goliath, like, oh my gosh, like I have to, I have to finish this thing. You know, it is more so what you said, like I, if I can do this, then I can probably do, you know, the next thing and then I can probably do the next thing. But even, even, you know, whether you, you start it and, and you don't finish it or you do to me, I'm like, it's, it's the effort. It's what you put into it. If you tried it or, you know, if in the middle you weren't doing so well, but in the end you finished strong or 
that you at least advocated for yourself? Because there's so many, you know, um, I guess like adversaries that could come into it, whether it's, you know, a, a move in the middle of the semester or or you just weren't having the best day that day on that test day, whatever the case may be, like you are a human and it's okay sometimes to not be at your best. But the thing is, is that, you know, you, you tried, you put in that effort, whether you passed with flying cl- colors or if you finished it, but, you know, didn't do as well as you wanted to. Regardless, you, as long as you feel like you did enough and you did your part, that's what matters to me. And with our students, they haven't always been there before and they need someone to, to show them how to get there. Mm-hmm. And we're able to have that opportunity um, to be able to do that. Uh, I know something, you know, Maddie, Maddie, that's also something you've had the opportunity to do is to lead people to directions. We all have, um, but I, I wanted to hear from your perspective of what that looks like for you from your yeah. yeah, so playing off of what Micah said, trying is like really, really scary, especially if you don't have anything to like base it on, you know? So just having that knowledge that you have done something and you have accomplished it, because uh, lots of students don't like to put the effort in because they don't know what they can achieve and what they're capable of. And they're afraid of finding out. They're afraid that, you know, they may try and they may do their best and they may strive for something. And when they get there, they're going to, they might miss the mark. And, um, you really, in order to get over that fear, you just have to accomplish something, anything, whether you do badly, you know, whether you do great, you know, it's just getting past that first point, your first accomplishment, your first finishing something through to the end, that completion. Once you faced that fear and you put all in all your effort, you can't really grow until you've experienced that. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I also like what you said with how, you know, if you think more positively and you, and you go into it, like this will work out for me, you know, um, that inherent pos- positivity, I think you said, um, same thing, you know, we're able to teach the students, hey, hey, you know, build yourself up a little bit, you know, you utilize some affirmations, say you can do it, say, you know, I am capable, I, I do enough, I'm putting in the work, whatever the case may be, because a lot of people have this negative mindset um, and just frame of thinking to where whenever they go into tasks or things that they are expected to do or want to do, that they're going to do badly at. And of course, that has, you know, an, a psychological effect on your performance right after that. So, you know, even even, you know, some people may argue, I, I did go in there with a positive mindset and it still came out the same. That's totally okay. But no matter what, don't break yourself down in order to make yourself feel better about your results. You know, you always want to build yourself up regardless of that. There's always a positive, positive aspect of that, even when you do fail, you know, and I think that's another thing circling back to rapport that our building our relationships with them allows us to do is that And not in the case of Icarus, like they can fly toward the sun, you know, because they have us there. They have this whole program there to be their wings and to be their safety net. Um, And so why not shoot for the sun? You know, your Mm -hmm. your wings aren't going to melt. We got you. And and (laughs) making sure they know that um, through the relationship and rapport building pays off big time. Yes. And then, oh, sorry. As well, every failure is a learning experience. If you give up halfway, you'll never get the results of what you did. So you'll never be able to look back and, you know, see, you know, the things that you did great on and the things that you could maybe work on more and how you got to the point where you are. If you just give up halfway, you'll you'll never know what it is that you can continue to work on. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's so funny because trying to build this, you know, positive reinforcement and correlation to education or or literally anything, any endeavor that they go into in life um, seems very positive and almost cliche, but it's so true. And so whenever we're able to build enough rapport to say, hey, just amuse me, like, let's do some affirmations, you know, they think you're crazy, but then we do it and you genuinely like have like a a better, I guess, like aura, the atmosphere to that, to the rest of the conversation, even, you know, ongoing days, especially if you keep up that consistency, because that is something, you know, all across the board that we try to implement with students is that affirmation aspect, you know, believing in yourself, building yourself up. But yeah, it's pretty funny because they're like, what are you doing? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Which is fair. I I have trouble doing that for myself. But we actually talked about affirmations with a student a while ago. and, And then I went home and looked in the mirror and I was like, trying to say loving things about myself and I right yeah I was like I'm pretty no but (laughs) but it was amazing actually to be like wow like this actually could help and 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 Mm -hmm. it it, it might and it does so yeah that's definitely something and that shows that we're not traditional by any means of the word because we are trying to tell our kids like hey you know talk to have self mirror talks hype yourself up you know we don't go in there and we're like we don't present them the material and like this is what we're doing today like in a traditional tutoring sense you know it's kind of more along the lines of how are you what's going on what what are you feeling and then we integrate that into integrated solutions but but yeah it's 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 a great it's a great honor like you said one of the challenges that comes up and i think that sometimes can be um, a hard thing for students to push past is fear the unknown and in some cases they'll shut things down because out of that concern or fear of not knowing Um, what's next or not having the security of themselves to be able to deal with what's next because life is, can be a little scary at times. Um, And adulting can be a scary process, especially if you've never done it. So it's a lot easier to just sit back and be like, okay, I'm going to pull my head over the covers today and I'm not going to get out of bed because this is a safe place for me. Um, And that's something we have experienced here of motivating someone, working with someone who has a fear of, growing up in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the approaches that you work with someone that is not sure that has an uneasiness about um, trying to figure out what's next? I would say, first of all, not giving up, just mm-hmm. literally showing up every single day, doing whatever it takes and u- utilizing every single approach that you can think of to make, you know, that, that want of, staying away from the unknown, you know, hiding, hiding under the covers or, you know, just uh, using, utilizing uh, avoidance tactics in order to not get to that objective or whatever the case may be, because they don't know what's behind that door, but they will genuinely convince themselves and others around them that it's something totally off the wall than what's really going on. You know, something very surface level, surface level, whenever there's something, you know, internal there. Um, so again, not giving up on them. Second of all, utilizing all in any approaches to make that, um, avoidance uncomfortable for them. So that's either, you know, whether they're in bed, sitting there waiting, teaching them while they're literally in bed, you know, until they literally are like, Oh, like, 
that's that looks interesting, which has happened many, many times. Yeah. You're still here? Yes, exactly. Um, Nathan, I know, you know, sometimes his dogs will come along mm-hmm. and his dogs will literally like go in there and the student will not want to respond to, hey, come sit at the table with me and do some work. They'll respond to, my dogs are here. Let's yeah. go in the backyard really quick and we'll get started. Well, my dogs will like cool. lick their faces off. Yes, too, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, again, like even if all those approaches don't work just genuinely going to them and saying let's get to the bottom of this you know I want to bring this to the table and I truly want to talk you know and if this is something that you maybe want to talk with your therapist you know instead that's totally okay but I'm here for you 100% of the way whether that's you know walking up to the uh, college you know doors literally holding our hands together you know Mm -hmm. waiting for you outside of class whatever the case may be but um, I also just try to meet them where they're at what are you interested in what is a way that I can engage you with this material not saying that this is going to go away but what will make it more fun and engaging for you whether that's you know reading about um, horticulture you know plants in order to get reading comprehension done because you know that's an interest that one of our students has or you utilizing uh, candies you know to say hey but there's candy you know yeah. <laughs> let's do some math this is this is a visual learning experience let's right. go you know just just fun i try to make it more fun than it is serious um. And I'll say, Patrick, I'm scared every day I wake up as, a, <laughs> as, as an adult. I have no idea what the day is going to bring. Um, but I will say that for me, a, a personal approach that I've used with the students is focusing on habituation. Um, and that kind of just goes back to something I learned a long time ago, which is Aristotle's definition of happiness. It's just never ending activity, exercising your virtues, exercising your intellectual and, and your soul virtues or whatever you want to call it. And that's something that I try to bring up to them. I'm like, well, they may be scared of doing the, accomplishing this certain goal. And I said, well, what did you do today to work towards that or to address that fear, or to bring to bring bring to their own attention, bring into the light of awareness what they have been doing and what they could be doing and not making them feel guilty one way or another, but just making them aware of it and do with that information as they will. You know, of course, I maybe try to steer it in a little bit of a direction, try to guide that process to a point where it's a little bit productive. But at the same time, if they want to lay in bed and we need to teach while on the floor or like what Matt, Maddie <laughs> did today, like hold up a piece of paper next to the side of the bed, you know, then we'll do that, too. But, yeah, focusing on habituation, I think, helps with the fear. And that's a inherent strength of humanity is like our ingenuity and being able to compartmentalize these vast and great topics and use trial and error and, you know, whatever the scientific method, whatever you want to call it, to make sense of things that are beyond our realm of understanding at first, you know? And so, yeah, habituation. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, for me, I feel like a lot of the students feel like they're afraid of growing up because I think they feel that it requires some self-sacrifice. You know, as an adult, I have to take on these new responsibilities Um, and I'm going to have to sacrifice a part of myself, my creativity, my interests. Is that going to be gone? Am I not going to dress how I want? Do I have to dress professionally like an adult? You know, do I have to start wearing makeup, you know, and stuff like that? And I, I, my favorite thing to do with a student is show them that you can always be yourself wherever you go in life. Like Mm -hmm. you will always be able to be yourself. Like I show up to work wearing wacky things sometimes. I'm very colorful. A lot of the students think I'm weird and I'm so okay with that because I like to (laughs) prove like it's okay to be weird. It's okay to be an adult and to be different. 
you don't have to conform to society in order to be successful and happy in life. So I feel like being able to get that message across to them really helps with, you know, their fear of the unknown because I want them to know even like on your travels, you will never have to sacrifice, you know, your core, who you are. Mm-hmm. Always meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. And you are as cool and as wise as Miss Frizzle. So <laughs> that is the best compliment. I love, love Miss Frizzle. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we could talk for hours. Like this is a a round table that could continue on, but for time purposes, we'll have to wind things down. But uh, I really appreciate the opportunity for you, all three of you to to join me today and to talk a little bit about what you do and the tutoring process and the education process here at Integrated Interventions. Um, It's these conversations, and we've had a lot of these conversations outside of kind of this very specific area today but it's what keeps me going. And one of the things I I love my job so much for that reason. So I I very much appreciate everything that you do and the time that you've taken to join me today. Of course. Thank Thank you. you. We appreciate you too. (laughs) We wouldn't be.